of a, of a long distance hiking and transitioning to city life and so forth, we know that it takes a little time. And I learn, I, I know myself, I like to take my time and just recover and being, you know, being alone and going back into truly appreciating the most simple thing of having water or flushing my toilet or something like that. And I just like to take that time for myself and put in and eat well and, uh, and take shower. Welcome to the Hiking Through Podcast. I'm Erin Egan, and this is the podcast where I talk to experienced through hikers about their adventures on the trail and strategies for successfully completing a through hike. Today's guest is Brazil Nut, known off trail as Elaine Bassano. She is starting her triple triple in 2020. Add to that the TA, Arizona Trail, Oregon Coast Trail, as well as a yo yo and FKT on the Great Divide Trail. To say she's got some stories is an extreme understatement. In this episode, we talk about resupply problems, umbrellas, the PCT in 66 days, and the fear and doubt that kept her off the GDT for five years. You can find this episode and all previous episodes at hiking-through.com, where you can also find show notes, photos, and links for any gear mentioned in this podcast. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcast and all the other podcast places. Enjoy my conversation with Brazil Nut. Hello, Aaron. Hello. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Welcome back to the country. <laughs> I've been back for about two weeks and it's... I'm still getting my sea legs under me, I think. Yeah, the sea legs uh, from the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you swim? <laughs> I did. I, you know, it's really funny. Like, I haven't, I became uh, PADI certified back in college, but I haven't really d- dove since then. And being in the Philippines, I inadvertently got back into diving and had, like, six dives and I saw sea turtles and sardines and beautiful coral and the whole bit. And I was just like, why didn't I do this? Why haven't I been doing this? Yes. No kidding. Huh? That's why I'm going to Brazil in about two weeks uh, to do everything you're doing. You were doing. How long are you going to be there? Um, I'm going to be there for one month, uh, which is pretty much all the time I can take. Because I want to come back here and start another trail. So, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, you know. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. So, do you know what trail you're looking for next? Uh, yes, for uh, the 2020. Well, I started my first uh, Triple Crown in 2010, uh, one decade ago, and now it's 2020. So, what to do next? Um, I am starting my third triple crown. I was going to say, don't you have a double already? I do. I do. I have a double. I have a double and I'm going to the triple and 
uh, I mean, once again, this is not even, I wasn't born in this country. This country is so beautiful. And I, I feel like, you know, I've seen so much, but I'm not done yet. I want to <laughs> do it again. And because I can, and because it's fun and because it's there. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So many questions. So little time. No um, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, cause the, the triple crown isn't the only thing that you've, that you've hiked. I mean, you've hiked the TA, you've hiked the long trail. I believe you've done the great divide trail, right? Yes, yes, yes. The Great Divide was the um, last year, 2019. With that was so amazing. Um, not just was uh, a FKT, but it was a yo-yo. Was a, a fast time hiking. It was record of rainfall. It was <laughs> so much going on. <laughs> it was everything. It was everything and more. That's why when I got, when, you know, I got to Mount Robson uh, going northbound and I told myself I messed up so much and mother nature just is giving to me and I am taking this and I am going to yo-yo the trail and go back and do everything again and uh, practice all everything I couldn't practice going northbound and southbound. I was able to you know, do everything better, navigation, cross country, um, just, you know, the knowledge with the weather, uh, and so many other different things. It was, it was really epic is by far. I mean, every time you, you know, if you go from the, uh, from the Appalachian trail, you go to the Pacific trail, the Pacific trail, trail is the best. And then you go to the great, to the continental divide. Oh, the continental divide is the best. And then you go to New Zealand. Oh, no, 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 New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand. And then you do it again. And we're like, oh, they're all the same. And then you just, it's, it's one beautiful planet. That's what I say now. It's one beautiful planet. I, I, I love everything. Now, so you weren't planning on yo-yoing it when you started the trail? You know, um, not really. Plan A on 2019 it was Arizona Trail around May and June, which was also, you know, so amazing. The Arizona Trail in June, pretty much. I started the Arizona Trail around May 26th, and I was crossing the canyons, you know, around mm-hmm. June, and it was like way over 100. It was like 100 yeah. and 115. <laughs> and one of the cool things is my friend, who is now my roommate here in Pittsburgh, uh, who I met in 2010 through hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. And he, and I was in Boston at the time, and he just contacted me and said, Brazil, I'm sending you a gift. And I said, oh, cool, what is that? And he said, an umbrella. And I said, I don't want an umbrella. And he said, no, I'm not asking you if you want an umbrella. I'm <laughs> sending you an umbrella. And I said, what am I supposed to do with an umbrella? He said, do whatever you want. And, and I said, okay. So we had a conversation, so forth. So he said, just take the umbrella to the great, to the Arizona trail and just try, try. And I said, okay, 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 I will. Let me tell you, I don't think I can leave my house without my umbrella anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That would have been a lifesaver. It really is. I mean, I'm through a hot Arizona trail in June. It is 100, 110, 115 degrees. And rattlesnakes everywhere. And from there, I go to the Great Divide Trail with record of rain and freezing. So the umbrella was everything I had. (laughs) 
It's so interesting that it covered both sides of the spectrum there. So when I came back and I was holding the same umbrella, so first of all, talking about this umbrella was a Montbell umbrella used by my friend with on two trails. He sent to me already taped. So I did the Arizona Trail. I yo-yo the Great Divide. When I came back, yo-yo in the Great Divide, I didn't have time to buy gear. I was, you know, going, trying to go fast. And then people are looking at me and say, Brazil nuts, what is that on top of your head that you're holding? And I used to say, I would say, well, it used to be an umbrella and now it's more like a shower head, but <laughs> I, it's the only thing I have. So I just, it had like 20 different holes tapes everywhere the handle broke it only had like maybe 10 inches it was hilarious but it was saving my life (laughs) wow it's the multi the multi-use tool oh absolutely and then finally within i don't know after past banff and i was you know just 400 just i was 400 kilometers from um uh u.s and i decided to you know, I, was, I, I, I told myself and I cried, it, no, I didn't, but I was like, Umbrella, I love you, but I have to let you go because really it, was, it wasn't helping me anymore. It was just a shower head at that time. Nothing else was, you know, protect me from the water. But let me tell you, it's, it's really, I'm hooked. Umbrellas are, 2019 was my favorite piece of gear. I, and I, I love it. So are you... So which of the trails are you starting with for this next Triple Crown? On 2020, I am planning to start my, once again, my third Triple Crown, starting in Mexico on the Continental Divide Trail around May. My birthday is on May 8th, which is a great date to start trails for me (laughs) in this country. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, and and that and that is actually how I started, you know, doing this long distance thing around May because to celebrate my birthday in there in a very unique way. So I still going <laughs> because every year I have a birthday. So every year I want to hike now. <laughs> you're you're addicted. I am absolutely. You know how. <laughs> <laughs> We all do. So the Continental Divine Trail, uh, May, uh, second week of May. And I want, because I'm, I'm, I'm in love with the divide. I have been in love with the Continental Divide. And now that I know the great divide, uh, the Canadian Rockies, I want to combine both of them together. <laughs> uh, I'm planning about starting in, uh, in Mexico and cross the Continental Divide again, going northbound which was really, I have done the divide in both ways. In 2012, I did the divide going northbound for the first time, completing my, you know, my first triple crown. In 2016, I had a partner at the time. In 2016, the divide going southbound. Uh, it was another really, really amazing year. Uh, the weather was perfect. And in last year, in 2019, I did the, 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 the great divide. So now I know both and I'm two for two. So I've done the continental divide twice. And north and south, and I've done the Great Divide Trail north and south, and I'm going. I'm I'm embracing the 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 divide as a one. I'm I, I'm combining both countries together, which I you know, I I still say fell in love with both countries. There's so much to see, and I want to go and I want to try to hike the trails that I didn't. Um, I, there are so many trails 
on the on the continental divide, which I actually, you know, didn't take. Uh, like I did the Gila River twice. I haven't done the other side. I did Mac twice. Uh, so things like that. I didn't do uh, Grays and Torres, like the the uh, the highest point on the official divide because of weather. And I've done the San Juans. I've done a Creed. I've done both of them. So my plan is in 2020 to um, try to stick with actually the official Continental Divide and the official Great Divide. I'm going to be, you know, hanging on the red line all the way up. Let's see what happens. I was going to say, that's the plan, at least. That's the plan. That's the plan. At least I have a line over there so I can follow. (laughs) So even though, I mean, you've done it, both of them now twice. Yeah. From what it sounds like, there are still a lot of it, though, that you haven't. There are still a lot of options that you have in terms of how you how you hike the trail. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with a trail like the the Continental Divide Trail uh, with. Yes, you rely on Mother Nature and fires or wildfires and all of that. We know how things work. I, I mean, at, at least we, if you're doing research, well, you don't just wake up one day and you say, oh, by the way, I'm going to leave my home, my life, my relationship, my whatever, and I'm going to go hike for six months. You don't really do that. You have to plan as far as through hiking. If you want to go live in the mountains, yeah, go go for it. But uh, it takes it takes time. It takes planning. And like once again, uh, this is just planning. And let's see. I, I I'm pretty confident that the knowing the trails. Like when I came back last year on southbounding the Great Divide, for example, what was taking me six to eight hours cross country and navigating going southbound, going northbound on the divide, on the Great Divide. When I came back, I knew the trail and the mountains so well and everything was so fresh in my memory that I was taking two, three hours uh, to do the same, um, the same distance. That is the difference. And it just kept going over and over and over again. And a lot of times, so I knew so much. So I look at the top of you know, for reference, a mountain, and, and I would say to myself, I'm going that way, and I would choose my best route, and I didn't have to be looking at my GPS constantly or paper or whatever I was using at the time. And also with the the weather, you didn't really have a lot of time and energy to be, you know, drying yourself and stopping and looking and so forth. Anyway, yes, that's one of the answers. <laughs> when did you when did you finish the great the yo yo on great on the Great Divide? I was ba- I was back in Glacier. It was August thirtieth. Uh, August thirtieth, I came. I went back to. I got. I, I was back on the uh, at the border, and I started there on July 9th. So I started on July 9th, and I turned around on August. I, I got there August 6th and then the next morning I turned around on August 7th and I hiked back to U.S. and I got to U.S. on August 30th. Wow. That's <laughs> fast. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know, and I, I took a zero and I took a zero in Jasper because I, I when before I got to Jasper, I got hit by 
a 27 hour of solid heavy rain and I was so exhausted and so exhausted and so starving and so insane I was I was I was almost done but I met a whole bunch of friends there and uh they gave me you know a place to stay a queen size bed uh, lots of food so Jasper coming back Jasper was a success Jasper is such a beautiful place I recommend anybody to go to Jasper and explore the beauty around and the people and everything I, I I'm in love with Jasper and I will go back to Jasper anytime were you hiking with anybody or were you hiking by yourself you know I'm hiking by myself absolutely by myself and on the last on right before I got to Mount Robson I was trying to catch up the uh, two other super fast hikers ahead of me and uh, I had to to hike insane miles uh, to catch up with those two guys and I did and I just you know it was it was amazing uh, to have company for two days and then <laughs> And then, and then that was it. And then, then I kept going and we went different ways. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it was great to navigate with two other people. That was, oh, yeah. And then, you know, just from my perspective, being by myself, navigating and doing everything, it took a lot. It really, it really did. For you to have an idea, I made plans to uh, hike. I, I was making plans to hike the Great Divide Trail from 19. From 2014, 2014 until 2019. So it took me a solid five years doing research and everything in every book or every website or every blog. I read anything about the Great Divide instead of uh, getting inspiration. I was I was just get I was just getting petrified because it was awful. It was just what I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. So. After like different more um, uh, technology, more apps, more navigation, more everything, and more people doing it, and a little more trail maintenance, so things are getting better and so forth. And then when I went there, and I was like, "That's it. Just I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm I feel confident, and, and I'm like I'm doing it alone." And the idea of of also when I decided to do the yo-yo, and I was like, "Not just I'm doing this alone." And it took me a long time to be brave enough and yeah. confident to go there and do this. Before I did the Great Divide Trail, I decided to do a double triple crown in U.S. That's how afraid I was. I was. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I went. I did a, the double triple crown in U.S. instead of just going to the Great Divide and hike that. That's how mm-hmm. afraid I was. Yeah, no, I when you said you were afraid, I, that kind of was surprising to me considering how much hiking you've done. It, but it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter and that's what I remember reading from folks that who did before and I said if you think you are a triple crown and you're going to go to Canada and I'm, and say I'm a triple crown, oh, you are in deep doo-doo because let me tell you, it is not like that. And I knew that. I had that in the back of my mind. But I really didn't expect to have record of rain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was so insane, Aaron. That was so amazing. But it's certainly as a long distance through hiker, you know, just living this lifestyle, practicing this sport, whatever you want to call it, hobby or lifestyle. It's so many. You can describe what we do 
with so many different words. And it really doesn't matter what language you're going to choose. It's so much. And to just be there with conditions and so forth is hard. It it just, you know, it was way harder than I thought was going to be. And I prepare myself to the fullest, but it still kicked my Brazilian butt completely. (laughs) So so how did you get through it? Like when it was throwing its worst at you and, and you're standing in the middle of it, how did you get through it? What were you telling yourself to, to face it down or, and keep moving forward? <laughs> well, that's, and, and that is the practice. That is the practice yeah. right there. That is the, that is at that point by me being there and going through and receiving all that from mother nature, it becomes all psychological mm-hmm. and it's just the alignment between your physical body and your, and your mind. And I didn't have a partner to, to be like, you know, be cursing and, <laughs> and yeah. complaining and just like, we're doing this together. Let's hold hands and whatever. No, it was like, listen, and if you want to be a tough bitch, you got to go. It's like, mm-hmm. there's no staying here. You just got to keep going. Just got to keep going. And that is the mind. And that is the mind of is the one thing that I always keep in my mind is, am I having fun? And it's not about what am I doing this for? It's like, am I having fun? Am I, am I loving what I'm doing, doing what I love? And that is, you know, since as a little, little child growing, you know, running free in, in Brazil. And I always had that perspective. It was like, I just want to have fun. I just want to have fun. And when people told me, no, life is not about just having fun. And I said, no, it is. It is. It really is. So I see long distance through hiking as, as a really, really an amazing, for me, it's about learning. It's about so much more. I have learned so much traveling this way. It is, is fascinating and is so much to learn and so much to pass forward. And like I said, especially I wasn't born in, in the U.S. I was born in South America and, and just coming to this country and falling in love with this country and falling in love with the culture, the language and so forth. And, and especially the sport and of, of through hiking and meeting the people and just getting being outside in my physical body and seeing the changes, you know, on my physical body and the mind and just the learning of like you said, what what was my inspiration? Because there's a big difference between inspiration, motivation. Mo- I say, I was like, what is when people ask me, what is your motivation? My motivation is caffeine, for sure. My motivation <laughs> caffeine, is caffeine. Huh? Caffeine is my motivation. Not gonna lie, I do take caffeine and on the trail, and caffeine is my motivation. My is my inspiration is truly the the. And I, 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 is the blah, 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 but it is the path. It is the journey, is the learning, is the experience, is the discovery, is the adventure, is so much is to take my, my body to, can I do 40 miles a day? And how many days can I keep going over 40 miles? And, and that, those questions that I keep asking myself, and, and before I used to ask myself, how can a human, how can a person go from one side to the country in this country, in the U.S., from Mexico to Canada or vice versa? So that was my question from the beginning. How, 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 how? And I mean, I keep, I keep getting the answer a little bit at the time and it doesn't matter 
for me, it's like, oh, you have 13. I have 13 long distance hikes, but at, but nothing. I I can't words. I can I don't have words to describe how much I learned on on my last trail on the Great Divide. It didn't matter if I was already a double triple crown. I learned so much, and I know for a fact now in 2020 is going to be just the same and I'm taking this from a personal level to a different to a different level to to much 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 more and I'm super excited really I really am excited and um you know I, I and I'll see how long how much longer I will stay in this country and go to different country and uh and do the same thing and this is this is my moving forward in my life that's really what I I'm loving doing it so you found your your calling so to speak yeah, perhaps. I don't know what language they're calling me, but I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> the trail calls and you go. You must go. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I hear sound. Hey, go that way. <laughs> so so what were the, some of the things that you learned doing your yo-yo? The, uh, the things I learned on my yo-yo um, yeah. is, uh, wow. Um <laughs> <laughs> now you're on well, the spot. when I came back, yes, I am absolutely. Um, the 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 different the different perspective. The thing I learned of coming back and some of the moments that I thought I was gonna die because of the floods or because of the water, and I was so petrified, and I was just really imagining mm-hmm. like how 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 I'm gonna pretty much. When are people going to find my corpse and when my parents in Brazil are going to discover that? How many years is going to take for that to happen? So I like by myself and the floods and so much. And then coming back and when there was beautiful weather and just being inside traversing some of those rivers for whatever many kilometers and looking at that of, of just the simplicity of few hours of rain, which we don't even realize, right? When we're in the city, oh, it's raining. Yeah, whatever. You just drive your car or whatever. But there, no, you are so, I want to use the word vulnerable. We are yeah. vulnerable because we're outside. Um, so that, that, that perspective of the difference of the simplicity of that. And, and another thing also, the things I, I keep learning is how to, to work on my resupplies. Uh, I am such a sucker when it comes to <laughs> resupplies. A sucker? <laughs> yes, I, I, I always mess up all my resupplies. So I end up with starving myself because I don't have food. So that, okay, those wait are a second here. Yes, yeah, I know, I know. I'm outing miles? myself. How many miles? <laughs> I have enough distance to circle to to go around the earth. So that's many thousands. I think I'm up to what is it, twenty four thousand miles or something. <laughs> and and you're still struggling with your resupply. Yes, I am. And you know, I finally realized when I am on my social life, on my city life, I don't like to go shopping. So it translates when I'm on the trail and I'm like, I gotta go shopping. And so I kind of, I love cooking and cleaning, but I don't like to go to the supermarket. And that kind of, somehow, I, I, I so once again, I, I 
I made a big mistakes. That's two times on the Great Divide. I didn't have my resupply. I didn't have food. I didn't have shoes. Uh, so I. So what'd you do? I didn't have my boxes. I just went around and asking, uh, like in Jasper, I got to Jasper. My shoes were not there. My nutrition was not there. My box was not there because of time. I sent my box too late and I was too fast. So that is the problem. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, but the the good side of going north, when I sent my resupply, my boxes too late and I was too fast. When I came back, my boxes were there. So, so, but How everything ironic. worked out real. I know. Well, imagine that. On the Pacific Crest Trail in 2018, when I did the PCT just a little over 66 days, it was the same idea. It, it was it was resupply. I I would go to town and I was like, you know, I was trying to go fast, and I had really good numbers from you know from before, and I was looking at all those numbers, and I was like, oh, I'm going to play this game. And it's like, how do they do? How can how can you do this? How can you, once again, those are my questions. And I wanted to try to go a little faster. Like on the first time I did the Pacific Crest Trail in 2010, I did in five months and three days. The second time I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail in 2018, I did in 66 days and I think was eight or nine hours or something like that. And, and so that is a big difference, but because playing with a different perspective, you know, on yeah. 2010, I was a through hiker, just like, you know, I'm, I'm traveling, I stopped, I party a lot. I took a lot of zeros. It was a blast. You know, the 2010, as you know, that was before, I believe the, the rush, right? The through hiking rush, the numbers multiplied. So in my first triple crown was consecutive also 2010, 11, and 12, 2010 PCT, 2011 Appalachian Trail, and 2012 Continental Divide, and all those three trails were northbound. And I believe at that time, very, very few of us were doing like that. Take three years, three summers, three consecutive, and just hike those trails like that because it's time, it's money. Is logistics. It was way less information. Uh, technology didn't really. It was. It was ten years ago, so it was really different. Really, really different. Were you when you did the PCT the second time? Were you going for a fastest known time or something, or you were just testing yourself? I was testing myself. Okay. I was absolutely testing myself. Yes. I. I didn't. I didn't believe that. I. I didn't believe really. That was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna go faster than 60 days and 17 hours. Uh, but I knew I wanted to be between 60 days and 65 days, and I ended up going on 66 because of rain, a storm that hit me really hard, and then uh, fire. I also lost time on fire reroute. And the other thing, oh, oh, another, another wonderful thing. I'm a female and I, you know, we, we have menstruation. So <laughs> that yeah. is another thing. One day, I remember in one week, I was not able to go over 40 miles because of the amount of time stopping and going to the bathroom, you know, oh, keeping myself clean and all of yeah. that. 
So, and I was hiking the same amount of hours and at the end of my day having five miles left. Wow. Yes. Yes. Things that was like, what? I'm not lying. That happened. And of course, with any, and you have to go to the bathroom, take more time. And as a mm-hmm. female, you know, you have your period and so forth. And it's rainy. It's a disaster. It's really hard. It's really difficult. It takes time and, and become frustrated and so forth. But I've, I knew in, in, you know, those things. So I did, I went up my 65. Like I said, I wanted to be around 65 yeah. days and I went six to 66 and whatever it was. <laughs> and, and a couple of hours, a few hours. Yes, yes, yes. You are doing the Pacific Crest Trail uh, now, yes. right? This season, uh, 2020. Yes. Yeah. And uh, when are you planning to start? April 4th is my uh, permit date. April 4th? Yes. Yeah. And what do you have in mind for like time, time frame? Just, I, I, just curiosity. Uh, time frame wise is so April 4th and my goal would be through early September. Early September. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, which is pretty perfect. And once again, it's like, uh, I, I'm not, I haven't been, uh, uh, and you have to April 4th. So you got to check it out the Sierras and so forth. Yeah. And and the fires and the fires oh, in yeah. two thousand in in two thousand ten, you know Cal- California had the whole drought right from two thousand eleven until two thousand seventeen if if my numbers are correct. So in two thousand ten, when I when I did the PCT for the first time, we had record of snow, and from two thousand ten to two thousand eleven. Uh, going through Wa- Oregon and Washington, it didn't stop raining. We had, I had a snowstorm in Oregon in August oh. and uh, just around Elk Lake. And I live there. So now I know the area very well. So around Elk Lake and just on the foothills of the sisters over there, uh, when you enter, you know, you just like beside uh, the little sister, all the sisters and broken top. And that area over there was such a blizzard that the, the, the snow and everything was one of those vertical, the wind and so forth. I didn't see anything. That was August. When we entered uh, Washington in September, it, it just didn't stop. The, the temperatures would drop dramatically every night. It was like we're talking about 20s or so. And it was really, really, really hard. So from it was a really tough season from 2010, 2011, didn't stop. The precipitation kept coming, coming, coming. 2011 broke all the records from 2010. And the people who were on the Pacific Crest or on, on the Great Divide, it was a really hard year for the 2011 because when I went in 2012 doing research for the Great Divide, for the Continental Divide from people who hiked in 2011, I was so afraid because everybody, most of the people quit on 2011 because of the record of snow and whatever, or, or so forth. And then, of course, we had the drought for many, many years. In 2017, it came hard again. Yeah. And in 2017, it was the first year in my life I actually quit a trail, which was the Pacific Crest Trail. I attempted to complete my double triple crown in 2017, uh, going southbound on the Pacific Crest Trail. And because of all the fires and so forth, I actually quit and I did just the state of Washington. 
and I went back home to Bend, Oregon. And that is also a little bit of why I was so inspired to go back on the Pacific Crest in 2018. And I had, I had time to, to like, okay, I want to, I want to try to go fast and I'm, I'm going to prepare myself and I'm going to, I'm going to have fun. So I was also, like I said, I was really depressed. I, I went home in 2017 after I quit the trail and I'm not going to lie to you. I was so depressed. I didn't talk to people. I didn't leave the house for two months. That's how depressed I was. Jesus. Yes. I mean, think about it. You do so much research. You put all your life on hold. You purchase everything and you go over there and you're like, you're solid. You're so happy. You're going. And then you know for sure that Mother Nature is, that's it. And I respect Mother Nature a lot. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to go against Mother Nature really. And I was like, that's it. I'm going home. So I need my physical body to be doing this. But, you know, at the same time, I just didn't know what to do. I was, you know, I, so I took my time and I recovered. And uh, in 2018, I, I, I was really proud of myself. Because you came back or because you completed it in the time? Yes, yes, and yes. I like to say <laughs> the E, all the above. Yes. Yep. Because of everything. And it was, it was awful for me also. I, I was living, I was living in Bend, Oregon, which is beautiful. You know, they're the sisters, all those mountains, uh, it's, it's my backyard. So every day I open my window, I look at the sisters and I said, Oh, I can't wait to be there. And I just, the inspiration kept growing, growing. I was there training. I was there running. I was there having fun. I had, you know, friends and, I also, you know, I was uh, my partner also at the time. We were both training together. It was, it was really, it was, it was an amazing experience all around going back and completing a double, triple crown of long distance hiking. That is, is really, it's, it's, it's big. It's big for me. It doesn't, it's irrelevant for anybody else, but it's, it's, a, it's pretty big. I'm really proud and I'm really, really, really proud of myself and my physical body to be able to do that. How does the the last through hike that you did, which was obviously the Yo-Yo and the Great Divide Trail, how does that mm-hmm. compare to the first through hike that you did in terms of like your body <laughs> and in terms of your mindset? And wow, are you are we talking about first, first, first long distance? Or I guess I'm talking like 2010 versus okay, 2018. okay. Why? What was your first first, uh, first long distance? It was uh, back when the dinosaurs were like <laughs> free. My first first first. It was back in two thousand and one. I moved from Rio de Janeiro to uh, study English in Boston, and I, you know, I some friends uh, they took me to the White Mountains and they showed me around and they showed me where hiking was. So I learned how to hike in the White Mountains because I lived in Boston for a long time. And uh, and that's how I fell in love. And in 2001, actually, I hiked the Long Trail, which was my practice to hike the Appalachian Trail. So in 2001, it was my first, first long distance uh, hiking and just in comparison, I I, I really got to go back to the 2001 uh, long okay. trail. First of all, the long trail is 270 miles. Um, I am 130 pounds. 
My backpack in 2001 on the Lone Trail was 55 pounds. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, which means I completed the 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 um, the trail. I completed the long trail in 21 days with uh, a 50 pound backpack. I messed up both of my knees, both of my ankles. I had internal bleeding for, uh, for a few months because of the weight. Oh, I was too much weight. It was almost half of my body weight. It yeah. was too much for me. And then also on, on which happens with me a lot, my, I, my, uh, my nose bleeds also a lot when I'm really pushing going up. Um, not just because a, a lot of times on the desert because it was really dry, but when I'm pushing a lot, my nose also bleeds. So I was a disaster. Um, so I ended up taking hiking the long train 21 days and taking four years to recover. And I just, I had the same questions, like how can someone hike the Appalachian Trail, which is 2,000, just say 200 miles. And I just did 200, less than 300 and I, I can't walk. And I, I, oh, absolutely. I, I ended up in doctors. I had to go to hospital, doctors, bleeding. And it was just, it was really, it was really intense. I damaged my body because of the weight and pushing and wrong food. I actually ended up buying really Whatever food I had, which I don't remember, it upset my stomach. So I, anyway, that's where I'm coming from. So the difference between that and the rest is, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't have to say anything else, do I? Nope, you really don't. Okay, thank you so much. You got the point. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I'm surprised after that experience that you came back to it. Well, it only took four years. <laughs> yeah, only four years. <laughs> only four years research. And that was in 2005. And the thing is, when I did the Appalachian Trail for the first time in 2005, I was not a through hiker. I was a section hiker. Because when I did that, I started my 2005 southbound on Appalachian Trail. And right where I completed my long trail in Vermont, Massachusetts, and I did 1,600 miles down to Georgia. And, and I started, I finished my southbound at that year in 2005 on the Appalachian Trail in September, in December 23rd. That was also an insane. And then in 2006, I flipped and I completed the rest of the Appalachian Trail. So my first really uh, uh, Appalachian Trail was a section hiking. And I remember saying to people, oh, I threw hiked Appalachian Trail one year. And I would say, you know, 2005 and six. And they were like, well, that is not a through hike. There's a section. You're a section hike. I was like, no, my through hike. I was like, no, no, you're a section hike. And then it goes a whole, you know, debate. And what, is, what, what does that mean? And, and I, I had that in, in, in the back of my mind because when I was hiking south with everybody else who started in Katahdin, they were saying, you are not a through hiker, you're a section hiker. And I said, okay, I got it. I got it. And I didn't <laughs> know the difference. I was just like, I, I was like, oh, I'm not like, I'm not cool like you people. I have to go to Katahdin. So what you mean 1,600 miles doesn't count? No, you're a section hiker, you're not a through hiker. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I completed, I was fine, I was done with the whole sport, I didn't want to do anything else, 
but you know, I you have one or three, not two, right? We know the whole lingo. Mm-hmm. And and in 2010, I decided to do to start it again because I wanted my first triple crown to be consecutive. So that's that's why I did that Appalachian Trail again in 2011. At that time, my first triple. 2010, 11, 12, there were like through hiking, consecutive, linear. I, I'm, I'm actually a really linear person because like I said, I'm really, I'm not that great with logistics, like resupply and so forth. Mm-hmm. If I bounce around, I would just starve myself really, or I, I don't know what was going to happen, but I, I'm really good with linear. I, my, this is how my mind works. Like people ask me, do you like, you don't like to flip. You don't like, I was like, no, it works for me. I like the linear because I see it easier unless something really, really, really happens. Like once again, mother nature with, you know, fire or closure or whatever it is. If I have to skip around or flip flop, which I haven't, but otherwise I'm, I'm very linear. My mind works like that. Do you think that you would, I mean, it's one thing to have to go around certain sections of the trail or something like that, but you're still kind of going in the same direction. Do you think you, or I guess maybe that's, maybe that's the next challenge for you is could, could you handle a flip flop of sorts? Uh, yes, yes, for sure. I'm actually, I, 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 I've been thinking about that. A flip flop will be great because like, once again, I think the, 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 the first, but my flip flop on the Appalachian Trail the first time it wasn't flip flop. It was two years. So a flip flop, I believe will be once again, the same year. Right. No, absolutely. I, I, I would, I would like to, now that I'm starting my trip, I was like, Oh, maybe, uh, you know, a flip, but the, the way I'm, I'm, perceiving this my triple triple is i've done i've done the pacific crest trail now twice for both side both times i went northbound i haven't done the pct southbound and it holds a really special the it is so amazing the how how different it is and that was one of the another thing going back to the the canada they, my yo-yo on the Great Divide is how different things are from 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 a different direction. It really is. It is really amazing. That really, I like that. I like to be going once again to down this mountain where it took me five hours to go up, and it took me hour and a half going down, or vice versa. Seeing things that I that I didn't see before. It happened to me for the first time. It was in, in 2016 when I was southbounding the continental divide and I was approaching the wind by the Green River, which is such a magnificent, beautiful, beautiful area. So I was appro- southbounding, approaching the wind, and I, the view I had that time it was so different from my 2012 going northbound. I was seeing things which I didn't see before. And I'm like, wow, it's like it was a different place. It was completely different. My, even my pictures, I didn't have, I looked, I went back and I looked at my pictures from northbound on the divide and southbound from almost the same spot or just around the same 
uh, region and being so different because of that. But it's just there, you know, going on that direction and seeing things evolving in front of you and changing constantly. It was really unique. And I love that a lot. And, and now I know it truly is from going north and south on a lot of those trails. I know for a fact I want to do the Pacific Crest Trail going southbound, and like I haven't done that. I really do. And the same idea with the Appalachian Trail. When like I haven't I haven't done the the Appalachian Trail southbound, which is so beautiful. Uh, uh, the Appalachian Trail in in the autumn, it is really 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 amazing. Just like the long trail around September is magnificent. The colors, it, the colors around New England, around Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, it is, it is amazing. And from, from like, especially someone like me, I mean, I grew up in Rio de Janeiro. We all, we don't have that. We don't <laughs> no, have the season. No, I don't know. I don't know what that was. It was like green or green or blue or, which is beautiful, but those other colors of the fall, it was really unique and I'm I'm really I'm really happy that I am experiencing all of this in my life. Could you see yourself trying to do some sort of yo-yo of the Pacific Crest Trail or the Appalachian Trail? <laughs> oh, I just throwing it out there. I, does that mean I, I got to go to my what, four times year? Okay, I'm I'm just Aaron, throwing it out I'm, there. Erin, I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm just attempting planning to start my triple triple you already gave me a, a, a what is that quadro how does it say that in english a quad yeah, a triple a qu- and a quadruple 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 yes a quadruple uh a crown i mean thank you so much but uh slow down okay please <laughs> <laughs> you know you were you were looking for new challenges so just throwing it out there just trying to be helpful. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I have a list of those. Thank you. I'll add yours. And that your number is, so you know, it's 2,196. Okay. That okay, is the comment. <laughs> thanks, 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 Elaine. Go, go do this, Elaine. Go do Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. How many, how many, li- how many lives do you want to do all of that? Oh, infinite, probably. Seriously. <laughs> what, what is your trail name? Brazil Nuts. Um, my trail name is Brazil Nut, which I got my trail name um, uh, in 2010, um, bouncing around the bus from San Diego to Campo. And I just happened to be sitting next to two other dudes uh, who were also going to the Pacific Crest Trail to the monument to start at the same date. And this guy uh, who was sitting next to me, and he was like, of course, we, we, we have big packs and we're going combo. And he was like, oh, okay, oh, so uh, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Brazil. And this guy, I mean, I'm just like, it's still like hour and a half away from the Pacific Crest Trail. And this guy said, I have the perfect trail name for you. And I looked at him like trying to be kind of polite. And say, but we're not there yet. I, I've never been on the Pacific Crest Trail. And uh, perhaps I want to see if I'm going to, you know, survive before trail game. <laughs> and, he, and he said, Brazil nut is I love. And he's like, it's Brazil nut. It's Brazil nut. And because it's my favorite nut. And I love the Brazilian music. And I, Brazil nut. And I didn't take the name. It took me weeks 
two weeks to take the name. Uh, and I finally did because I was going around and everybody was asking me, where you're from? Where you're from? And I'm like, oh, I, I was like, I, I, I'm so tired. I can't talk. And, and then I started saying, oh, I'm Brazil not. And people automatic said, oh, you're Brazilian. I said, yes. And all I had to say was yes. And, and I would just could, you know, put food in my mouth and just be smiling and say, yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, so that was kind of how my name came. Uh, that's how I got my name uh, in 2010, riding the bus from San Diego to Campo with some chickens and, and some goats and whatever else was inside the bus. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Now, why did it take you so long to accept or to, to take the name? Um. I, I, I didn't want to be Brazilian and use the name Brazil, but mm. because it worked out so well and, you know, like it would save me so much words and so much explanation. I just, and my, I actually called a whole bunch of my, my roommates back in Boston and my, you know, my friends and I, they were like, Hey, do you have a name? They were like, do you have a name? And I, I pretty much said the idea and I said, is this is one of the names. And they said, Elaine, for you. And I said, really? They're like, don't even ask. Just take the name. It's you, it's you, it's you. And I did. And um, I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's grown on you. Oh, absolutely. It really, it, 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 like I said, uh, by the time I was, you know, a few weeks later on the Pacific Crest Trail, I was Brazil nut and I, it didn't matter. Uh, some people just call me Brazil. Some people call me Miss Nut. Some people <laughs> call me Nutty. I, I've actually in Boston, I like, I, I, everybody called me Miss Nut. And I was like, I love it. I love it. Miss Nut, Miss Nut, Miss Nut. It sounds so professional, but Miss Nut. And they're like, what? Is, what? Is, and, and then being around kids, kids didn't understand their, when the adults, were calling me Miss Nut, and I remember some of the kids were calling me Peanut. I was like Peanut, Peanut. I was like, doesn't matter. <laughs> a nut is a nut. A nut is a nut, and I, I, I thought it was uh, a beautiful. You know, the, the. I mean, the kid. They're like, is a nut is a nut. And I was like, yep, doesn't matter. It's, it's healthy and good for you. <laughs> so, what is the job that you do in the off season that allows you to do so much hiking every year? Oh, that's that. Well, that is a question almost number one, right? I don't have a fixed job. Um, I've been bouncing around doing different things. I am right now. I'm, I'm, I'm a builder. I'm, I build things. I've been um, building things, creating work with homes. Like construction or? Remodeling. Remod okay. Remodeling. Yeah. And construction, yes. Remodeling, construction, whatever it takes, really. Uh, I am going to, you know, I'm going to Brazil actually to build a cabana. <laughs> okay, that's random. That is really random, but you know, I'm going to Brazil and I'm building a cabana. That's how, is how I know, is how I'm saying, and, uh, and I'm just going to go have fun because I want to build kind of a cabana. So, <laughs> and I have the time, and that's how it is. I and it's in my mom's house, and I'm we're just going to do a little fun project, but um. I, I look forward to be warm and be there. But building uh, certainly is that uh, I've been uh, building things uh, before that, you know, uh, between countries and so forth. I've worked in different projects. 
I, when I lived in Oregon, I, I worked in, uh, in the wine business. I worked in the Willamette Valley in the wine industry for a few years, just around when I was doing my Pacific Crest Trail. I was really, was an amazing, amazing, um, opportunity. I worked on a vineyard, you know, planting like, you know, a uh, few hundred acres of a grape, just Pinot Noir and, and then, um, uh, production and, uh, it was it was a really really uh, informative knowledgeable uh, time of my life. Not just that, but there was uh, really um, it was cool. It was cool. I I had a great time uh, exploring uh, Oregon uh, uh, and learning um, about the, uh, the wine business. And then from there, I moved to Boston, and I also uh, worked with some other uh, friends, uh, building some different companies. I'm just going around and in Brazil, I actually started as a, um, is, as a, um, uh, a lab assistant. Uh, I was a, t- a lab uh, uh, tech and I worked in a hospital uh, pretty much uh, watching people dying because I could not uh, find, uh, you know, a cure for their um bacteria or whatever and that, that really was hitting me really hard and that's when that's when I decided to leave the country I I decided not to work in a hospital and not to uh, be part of of that I I didn't have I was not prepared to uh, to be part of, of of that business so I left and I decided to move to Boston and study English instead and one thing went to another and here I am doing what I'm doing so <laughs> you're sort of a rolling stone it sounds like oh yes I'm I, my mom probably would say I'm more like an avalanche <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> do you usually hike with other people or are you usually hiking by yourself and maybe meeting up with people along the trail Lately, from 2016 until now, I've been alone. I had company, uh, like, you know, like um, in 2010, once again, uh, I met my friend who is now my roommate. And and we didn't, you know, we, uh, it was a great connection. We hiked together for 1,200 miles from somewhere around California uh, and all the way to Canada and after that, in 2011, I met uh, another uh, hiking partner, and we did 2012, the Continental Divide together, and we did New Zealand together, uh, which was like uh, 5,000 miles together, which was good. It was with another female. It was really good. Uh, it, it, it was a great experience. But after that, from 2016 until now, I've been alone. I've been, I've been really alone. So, and I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm choosing to be alone. Let's just say that. Well, it's it's so much better when it's actually your choice versus sort of a default or or not having a choice about it. Yeah, I I was when I was on the Great Divide last year. I had a Brazilian athlete who was contact me, and she said, "Do you the same question? Do you only hike alone, or do you like company?" And I replied to her, and I said, "I love company, but it's it's a little difficult to have people. Um, um, I, I I believe I said uh, keeping up with me, perhaps 
some, it's like nobody wants to do that amount of distance to cover that amount of ground. And I said, I completely understand that. But once again, I'm, I'm doing some of those stretches for the second time. And I'm just perceiving this more like a sport, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're, you're, I mean, particularly when you're looking at the Great Divide Trail and you're, and you're yo-yoing it and fastest known times and 66 days on the PCT, it sounds more like a sport than it does like what my through hike will be, which is not a sport. <laughs> uh-huh. Any stretch of the imagination. And, and, and you know, I, I, so in 2000, going back to 2018 on the Pacific Crest on their 66 days, so many times I would hear my name coming from the bushes and it, it would be with Brazil nuts. Yes. And I'm like, I'm hallucinating. I always had that. And I was like, I'm hallucinating because you do when you're, when you're going to for like that amount of movement a day with lack nutrition to a certain point because yes we are it doesn't matter what how you look at it unless you have support if you're doing over 40 miles a day it's too difficult to be intaking everything you need when it comes to nutrition so well i was lacking i just i can only speak up for myself i know i was lacking nutrition and if you do the numbers it is no way around i mean i i there was no way around for me. That was, I was lacking nutrition and I was losing weight. And just, but once again, it being going that way, being going fast and, and just like keeping the, the mind and the body in alignment and so forth. And hear my name coming from, from the bushes. I would be like, I'm hallucinating. It's like, I hear my name and I would see people coming. I was like, are you Brazil not? And it happened multiple times and it was, so cool. It's such an inspiration. And it would be like the first generation, not just of females, which is for me is, is, is always a cool gig to see this new generation of females alone going over there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm cool. I'm, I want to experience that. And seeing them coming to me, Brazil, not, you're such an inspiration. I'm following you. It's so cool. Go get it. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to get it, but I'm going. And it was like, you know, do you have time to take a picture? I was like, please take, you know, I was like, of course. And we're taking pictures and they were, they were like, you know, telling me things and they're like, uh, asking me questions or, and I'm looking at them and saying, listen, the inspiration is mutual. It really is. And it's like to see all of you hiking this for the first time and actually having a great time and truly enjoying and, and looking at someone like me who are doing this, you know, with a, from, from a different perspective, but I've done this way. Now I'm doing this, tell people I did the same thing. I was, I was, I am just following the footprints from so many others before. I don't, I don't believe I'm doing anything. Oh, I'm doing something unique. I'm not doing anything really. I'm just really Others have passed forward and, you know, the information is there. The trails are there. I'm not building the trails. I'm just following. And, and this, is, this is really cool to see others just telling me this 
And I tell them, and I was like, that's the same way. That's how I started. I was looking at other people who came before me and being inspired from that. And now it's so cool to be the one doing this and having the new generation coming in and saying the same thing. And I'm sure, like, for for example, for 2020, I have been, I've been in contact with different people in different countries who are going to the great divide and they want to, and they want to take the time I did and they want to take the time down and I'm helping them with that. And I'm like, of course I, I send, I'm sending people all my distance, my, my, my campgrounds, but every information I have, which wasn't a lot really. Uh, and I'm sending to them, this is what I have. This is what I did. And if they ask me anything, uh, and we can talk, we can converse or whatever it is. And it's so cool to have people contact me and ask those questions because now they want to go. And especially it's not just coming from, it's coming from males, it's coming from females and it's just couples or whatever it is. And it's like, this is awesome. This is exactly how I saw this. It's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create something. And, uh, and I know that people are going to take this and take to a different level. And then it's going to be someone else is going to take to a different level and to a different level. And it's just, that's, that's the fun of the game for me. Do you feel like you've created something? Uh, I think like I create something on the great divide. Yes. Yes. It was, it was really cool. It was not really necessary. Um, I mean, I think being a double, triple crown, yes, I am creating something crossing this country that I, you know, I, I, I moved here and I became an American citizen and I'm really honored um, about uh, that, my status on having, you know, multiple nationality, multiple passports and be able to travel, especially being from, you know, this country, U.S. and, and being from, from South America, uh, a third world country, whatever country in development, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, a first nation like U.S., let's just be a little bit political over here. But... <laughs> But, you know, just uh, the same idea, uh, uh, being uh, crossing this country six times and going to cross this country again, tracking by foot is such an amazing experience. And Canada was the same idea. It really was. It was just like I said before, the fear, the fear and the doubt I had for five years. And when I went over there and I was like, yes, yes, I can do this alone. I want to do this alone. And it was like, yes. And I hear so many people say, I, 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 I'm looking for a partner. I'm looking for a partner. Of course, a partner would be absolutely amazing. It would be fantastic. But at the same time, you can do alone. And, and, and that was why I wanted to do both times to like, not just once, but twice. And now three times, maybe you already said four. Okay, stop right there. I know. <laughs> we, we've got your, we've got your calendar booked for a while now. Uh, seriously, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> when you were doing the yo-yo of the Great Divide or the Arizona Trail or even the Pacific Coast Trail in 2018, did you c- keep any sort of blog or anything like that documenting your experience? I'm so bad with... Um, <laughs> I, 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 uh, okay. Resupply is number one, as you know already. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm a resupply sucker. Yes. And I am a, uh, I'm a, uh, I don't even know blogging. Forget it. I'm not a writer. I'm I'm really not. My books are audio. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm doing everything with, I'm using different senses other than writing, really. Uh, I, I, I like the, the words. I like the sound. Um, and also I can move around and I don't have to be sitting down because sitting down hurts me many different ways. But the, que- the question that I, I want to answer the question, uh, <laughs> blogging. No, I, I, I had, I actually, I do have right on my bio is my blog over there with some things. Uh, like I said, my partner from 2012, 13 and 14, she kept the blog going and I just, you know, it's still on my page, but uh, believe it or not, I am actually, uh, this weekend I am building a full on website <laughs> and I'm going to be able to, yes, I'm, I'm building a website and I got a really good connections over here in Pittsburgh that I'm meeting up and I'm like, I was like, Hey, um, let's build a website for you. It's like, oh, great, good, good, let's do it. I'm like, I don't know how. And the person is a professional. It's like, just come over and let's have brunch and we talk. I was like, oh, brunch? I take it. <laughs> a brunch with a website? Do, do, you know, this is better than me talking to you over here with a podcast. <laughs> there you go. You can, get your, you can get your message out. You can get your adventures out there. Yeah, well, somehow, I guess, right? So I don't have yeah. to keep like trying to answer individual questions, which I don't have time. It took me how long to, uh, you contact me last year and yeah. you only took me what, five months, six months to be here, uh, actually conversing with you. And trust me, it, I, it's not because I'm avoiding, but it's time-wise, it's frame. And, and actually, I remember, I think I sent you a message saying that it, the transition between something then tense uh, of, a, of a long distance hiking and transitioning to city life and so forth, we know that it takes a little time. And I learn, I, I know myself, I like to take my time and, and, and just recover and being, you know, being alone and going back into truly appreciating the most simple thing of having water or flushing my toilet or something like that. And I just like to take the time for myself and put in and eat well and, uh, and take shower, uh, instead of just, I couldn't be just talking. It was, I didn't know what to say. I was frozen when I came back from, from the great divide last year. So with that in mind, I also had questions about the 2019 my great divide and the questions I w- the questions I was getting it was why with the FKT website and the whole FKT uh, people uh, putting their names there and you know just that is is a site over there for that and why my name wasn't there why didn't I why 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 in 2019 it, you know, the great divide, if I did this, why my name wasn't that people were asking me. And I said, I came back from the great divide and I did another project <laughs> and I wasn't inside. So my friend of mine asked me to come to Pittsburgh and do a project with him, like a, a put together and create a 400 mile loop around Pittsburgh, uh, outside Pittsburgh around the North country trail, which is the longest trail, national scenic trail in this country, which I didn't know, is almost 5,000 miles. And, you know, it's smaller local trails like the Rachel Carson. I didn't know who Rachel Carson uh, was 
and, and and just learning about oh who is Rachel Carson and and the whole history so, so around who is Rachel Carson. <laughs> I know Rachel is like, I don't know who is Rachel Carson. She has how many books and she was what? And she was so important. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm so sorry. I, I, and, you know, and now like moving here and, and, and be part of this female in the 60s who was, you know, so powerful and studying a naturalist, envir- environmentalist, and just like uh, uh, discovering that we were, really killing our birds and uh, with uh, some different chemicals and so forth and writing and saying we have to stop with this because we're 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 killing our birds and in so, in so many other species because of this chemical that is that we are using so just the story the history repeating but it was pretty cool to be part of that and also you know it's Pennsylvania, if anybody who knows Appalachian Trail, is it's <laughs> not crazy mountains, but it's rolling and rocky, and it's all yeah. it's a lot of history here for sure. So I was I came back from the Great Divide, and I just went into this other uh, uh, you know uh, project with my friend and putting this together. So I came back inside to the city. It was like almost December, and I didn't. I was so I was so out of the loop, and 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 then. I, I I tried to apply for the FKT, and once again, since you know I'm not a good resupplier and I'm not a good blogger, I messed up uh, writing, and I guess I was declined <laughs> in many different ways. I'm like, how do I do for this? What do I have to do? Just like anyway, I I messed up the whole writing and and um and putting together everything and submitting my FKT for the 2019 so it didn't happen so I wasn't part of that so is it like a one and done meaning that you can't resubmit it with no I can't I can't yeah no I can't and uh, like I said it will be good because he, he, the whole around, I, I did receive more personal, but I just have to put together like in a better way. And that is kind of how I can cross a country faster than I can blog a couple uh, pages. I think you've got the, the message. Moral of your, yeah, the moral of your story is. <laughs> <laughs> when you first did, when you did the Great Divide Trail, I'm assuming that you, I mean, because you didn't initially do it for a yo-yo or you didn't start it thinking of yo-yo, but were was there anywhere in your mind where you were thinking about it as trying to get a fastest known time or did that sort of just evolve as you were doing it? No, I always had in mind that I wanted to go okay. fast on the, on the Great Divide. Yes, that was, uh, that was certainly part of it, but because going south with the rain, with the, the weather was so intense and that's how I decided to come back and do it again because I felt like I was like this is it uh, my other plan was to uh, go to Takawa exit just a normal exit through uh, Prince George go back to Chief Mountain and Chief Mountain started hiking the Pacific Northwest Trail another 1,200 miles which I had time uh, I had time but instead, I, I didn't. I didn't want to go through like the whole logistics and everything else new on the PNT. Uh, and I didn't want to really rush on the PNT a lot. So that's when I decided to just do the, the 1,100 kilometers 
uh, back on the Great Divide and trying to go a little faster than uh, coming back southbound. And I did, I think it was by five days, maybe, something like that. That's when you think about the amount of mileage that you were doing, that's, that's a lot faster. That's a lot more mileage. That really is. I, the way I like to describe from comparing, if I compare a triple crown in US and for mileage, because I hike three miles per hour, that is my average. Three miles per hour, that's, that's, that's what I like to keep while when I'm moving. So on the Great Divide, I was doing three kilometers per hour. And I know for a fact, same gear, same hours, same, I'm going to use the word effort. I, I knew I was, you know, using my body the same way and just, going like three and a half, three kilometers. That is a, such a big difference. It really is from three miles per hour to three kilometers per hour. And this is, it, and this is what, this is what happened. I, uh, so my, and I kept the, the great divide in kilometers. First of all, it's my, it was my first language kilometers uh, instead of, you know, the English metric, uh, the Eng- English system. So, and, and, but, it really was. And I didn't want to get depressed. If I changed the great divide to mileage, I think I, I don't think I can because I could see because I had that in my mind. I wanted to do this, this amount of distance per hour. And that wasn't so to kind of play a little bit with my mind. I had to keep in kilometers and just say like, you know, at three miles. So I did the same thing. So instead of been doing 40 miles a day, I was doing 40, 45 kilometers a day using the same amount of hours I was doing on the Pacific Crest Trail going 40, 45 miles per, uh, per day. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's quite a change, honestly, which I guess goes to show you how difficult the Great Divide Trail was. The, yes, uh, and I, I repeat once again, uh, because also the weather, because of the weather, it, it is, I don't have to describe anymore, is it was really tough with Mother Nature uh, just giving us more and more and more and more rain. You did something to piss off Mother Nature. I don't know what it was, but it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I like to say I like to say when I went to Canada, I kept repeating the word uh, record and record and oh record and Mother Nature was right there. It's a record rainfall. It's a record snow. It's a record. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I mean, you can just do this whole podcast alone. <laughs> <laughs> right there. We summarized it right there. That's it. You you got it. This is perfect words in English. <laughs> Besides perfect. for the the so important umbrella, what what are some of your favorite pieces of gear that you've got? I guess I don't want to talk about the the big three, you know, that we we have to have or I mean I have to have a tent, a sleeping bag, and a pad. 
those are essentials. But umbrella for sure. My other favorite piece of gear, uh, it was new other than my umbrella. Uh, I had a rain skirt. Uh, DCF rain skirt, which I'm also hooked on skirt, and a possum gloves. Um, I'm, you know, after New Zealand and being around all those possums and so forth, if you haven't tried a possum glove or mittens or socks or anything, I recommend highly. When you say possum, is it because it's made out of possum? Yes, the fur. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. It's real possum. It's real possum. It is really amazing. It, the material is superb. I was even hiking with my gloves on, uh, with hours and hours of rain. Uh, the glove was full of water, but my hands were warm. I would just take the gloves off and I just, you know, get like rinse, get some of the water out. And, uh, and I put it back on and it was warm within a few minutes, just with my, my body heat, just staying there. But the possum gloves are superb, really. Uh, and like I said, in the umbrella. Where do you find them? Actually, one of the best possum gloves, the one I was using, uh, you can certainly get from different sources, but Z-Packs have a really good, uh, uh, possum gloves. And, and that is the one I used. I had some friends who had, uh, what do you call it? Um, the, uh, socks, socks, uh, from, from New Zealand. Uh, they purchased those possum, uh, socks from New Zealand. I have other friends that had like the same gloves and some different mittens from possum. So, like I said, I've been using, uh, Z-Pack, uh, possum gloves and it, it, it really is everything he describes, uh, for, Something like that, like on the Great Divide for uh, cold um, weather like that, it was really, really amazing how how well those uh, 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 the possum the the material they perform. It's it's I think it's better than merino, really. It sounds uh, like it. Like, Yes. Uh, the other thing I changed uh, for, and I'm 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 actually glad I did. I've been using for first layers for. Uh, from 2010 until 2018, I used a, uh, for first layers, I used a uh, Patagonia's like Capoline, like Capoline, like three. And for 2019, I changed that and I went with a 250 Merino. Uh, is perhaps, I want to say it's not really that much heavier, but I, it gets, of course, it gets wet and so forth, but the warmth of, uh, the 250 Merino, uh, it, it was really, I, I enjoyed that. So those are some of the changes I had going a little more from synthetic to a little more um, organic, maybe, if, yeah. I, if that makes sense. When you said 250 Merino. Where would you find that? Was it a certain brand or? Yeah, it's just a smart wool, uh, which, okay, they, you know, like it. a pair of pants, yeah, it can be like 100, 100 something dollars, but those things will last you for seriously more than one through hike. Uh, like if my uh, Patagonia's Capoline, some of those fans, and they last me like 5,000 miles or even more. I have them. I keep using them, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a cyclist or a motorcyclist, whatever. I like those. Um, I can use, I can reuse my gear in the city, but um, Perfect. <laughs> yes, I know. Of course. I mean, it's expensive gear. We know that and it's really high quality. Uh, but I do like to change things I rely on 
you know, especially like warmth. Um, I I like to change that, like rain jacket. I only use a rain jacket. Now I learned my lesson like once for one season. Uh, for the next <laughs> year, I don't use my rain jacket anymore. I might as well just take trash bags, which I had. I had, I was hiking the Great Divide Trail. I, I, there was one time that I had, uh, 12 trash bags of 48 liters, each one of them on top of all my GCF. That's how much rain I was receiving. <laughs> that, that was like the air was a river or something like that. That's crazy. No, yeah, yeah, just like that. <laughs> now, what made you decide to go to a rain skirt? And I guess, how did the rain skirt fare when you're getting so much water? The the rain skirt, I, I especially if you're using something like DCF, you can. I guess you can use different materials, but I would certainly recommend DCF. I used like different material, and it didn't last me. And I used DCF, and it was really really cool. Uh, really cool. It was, it performed w- way better. So the rain skirt is good because if you're going through like a car wash, which is like, uh, <laughs> overgrowth, right? That's yeah, the, yeah. the, let's just say a 800 miles of car wash where like in Canada really was water going like 360 degrees all the way around it was water on on my feet because it was muddy sinking like two feet down or whatever and then the the trail was not really a trail it was just a jungle uh, I was describing uh, you know a mix of the Pantanal and the Amazon and the Everglades in Florida kind of how the trail was like a true jungle and so it was water coming from everywhere, from the rain, from the from the, the the ground of the mud and the trees and the brushes and the the willows. It was really really intense. But the rain skirt, it was good because it was protecting me. The heat, the when you're using a rain skirt, uh, the DCF actually DCF doesn't breathe that well. We know that, so it keeps your heat in. And you're going to get the condensation, but at the same time, it cuts a little, it gives you a little bit of protection, especially when it's instead of the whole freezing rain or the snow or the slush, whatever it is, it cuts a little, a lot, of, a lot of that. So it's good. And, you know, you have the rain skirt and then you have the umbrella. So you can visualize, you know, the umbrella has, with the diameter or so forth. The the diameter, I think for me, the perfect for my size, the perfect diameter for my umbrella, uh, a lot of those those umbrellas are 38 inches. And I actually, I like the 36 is a little smaller. I've tried like 34, 36 and 38. Uh, the 38 is great, but I can, you know, I think the 36 for my size is pretty good. I like that. I use Montbell umbrellas and I use, you know, like Gossamer gear umbrella. And we had some different umbrellas, which we're trying, but the skirt DCF skirt, it works really well. So you really get the cover and the super light really. Uh, so instead of a rain pants, I, I went with uh, the rain skirt. That's, that's another change for 2019. And that was keeping your lower legs. We'll call it dry, but not mm-hmm. as, as wet, I guess. Yeah, not as yeah, not as miserable. <laughs> when, how low? How long was the skirt? How far did it go down? Well, those. Uh, this is me and my buddy were making our own gear. So oh, got it. Okay. So how far did your gear go down? How far did your skirt go down? 
Well, uh, knee down for sure. Anywhere around my calves, perhaps. Or below, a little below my knee for sure. But you, you have you have to get this this right. I mean, there there are many awesome, awesome skirts from different companies out DCF, and I think they're really, really high quality. I've seen plenty of people. Uh, it really depends of your size or or how tall you are. But I I I think the skirts are really a way to go. I you're not the first person actually. Or actually, I should say, I think I read someplace recently that they were talking about a rain skirt as opposed to rain pants and, and were very uh, big on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, have you have you tried a skirt before? I have not. But it does sound nicer than the rain pants and sweating in the rain pants and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get them off and then... Yeah, like I said, I was the first, it was like 2019... Uh, it was my first time trying the umbrella and trying a rain skirt and trying the possum, like different material, like possum, for example, possum fur for gloves. I'm really impressed. I've used a lot of different synthetic things. And actually, is another thing that I, I people saw me doing and they were laughing at me. But when it was raining a lot, a lot of times I wanted to keep my my gloves uh, dry for the nighttime and I only had one. So the other two things I do, and I just hike with Ziploc bags in my in my hands because it just, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not going to breathe, just like a DCF. You're going to get condensation. But even getting condensation inside, with your hands inside like a quarter size Ziploc bag, especially if it's, it doesn't matter, if it's raining a lot and the wind is really windy, you put your hands over there. It doesn't matter if you have poles or if you don't. If you, if you don't have poles, you can get away with you putting your hands inside your pocket. I have poles. And a lot of times it was raining, I was holding my umbrella. But two Ziploc bags in your hands, it gives you so much. And the, it's not going to get wet. So it gets, when you get a lot of condensation inside, you just shake and get the water out because everything is wet. So I remember passing people on the trail and people were like, what a great idea. I'm going to do the same. I was like, yeah, just do it now. Another thing that I tried with my friend when it was like on the 17 degrees and we had on the Rachel Carson loop we created here in, in, in uh, around Pittsburgh is it was the few days were like 17 degrees, 18 degrees. And we actually hiked with true trash bags inside our, our shoes. And that I was so amazed how well that worked i was one day i hiked solid with eight hours with a trash bag same idea condensation is going to get wet and so forth but the first thing when you're hiking inside the snow and that slush when that thing hits your feet it's freezing and it's it hurts so i was cutting some of their first contact with their like slushy rain plastic bag it was cutting diminishing some of their contact and my feet once again I was getting massive amount of condensation inside but it was going to be wet anyway but I, it was warm and I really enjoyed that so uh, there was something else that I tried and it worked out really well so circling back to the the Ziploc bags on your hands so I take it you weren't wearing gloves you were just wearing the Ziploc bags no I was not wearing gloves because I was trying to to truly keep my gloves uh, dry and it doesn't matter what gloves you're going to wear it's going to get soaked so yeah. i might as well wear plastic and plastic not going to really get any wetter 
and that was my mentality. Same thing on on the on the Rockies, on the Canadian Rockies. My sleeping bag was first inside a DCF bag, and it was inside all the three trash bags wrapped and tied on not one inside another. That was the only way that I was getting that I I I discovered to truly be able to be alive at the end of the night and have my sleeping bag dry because nothing else, nothing. It was going through everything. Just DCF, it was not just working. Um, not Perhaps it wasn't going through the water, but, you know, you have condensation, you have, you got to open your bag. And if any water goes inside DCF, it doesn't drain. It becomes just pretty much a lake inside your, your bag, it's just like when you have Gore-Tex shoes or whatever Gore-Tex, if the water goes in, water doesn't come out. So you're pretty much going around with a lake. So my backpack, water was going through everywhere. And on the bottom of my backpack, and I had a really good backpack, it was, I had, there's one, the few times I stopped, I had almost a quarter of inch, a half an inch of water on the bottom of my backpack. And I had to just drain my back because it was just, coming from everywhere and so I had to like things like my sleeping bag which I rely on my sleeping bag to be uh, uh, warm and to be safe and to be alive uh, yeah I had a DCF and on top of three 48 liters uh, trash bags that's hardcore that's like, really hardcore yes <laughs> that that's like desperate measures right there and it just kept going like this and kept going like this and it kept going. Uh, there was one time when I left uh, Jasper, and I think when I left Banff going north, I, I remember purchasing a bag of 26 trash bags and I just like, uh, I just used almost all of them because it was, uh, it was a lot. Yeah, it's just different. It was, I think the summer you're looking for is it was wet. It was really wild. <laughs> it really was. You got the picture. <laughs> so when are you going the Great Divide? Um, when, when am I going on the Great Divide? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> I, well, I'm not convincing you. Baby steps. Baby steps. We got to get the first one down. <laughs> I guess I, I'm really not convincing anybody after this one. <laughs> It, it depends on how how wet they want to be at that point. Yeah, I yeah, I'm really excited to follow uh, this uh, 2020. What or how the season is going to be? I I I hope it's going to be. I hope to be completely different. Uh, and you know, let's see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a completely different experience for you. Just obviously, Mother Nature is very fickle. So what what has been your most difficult time on trail you know barring the the 2017 when you had to get off the pct um the most yeah that was there was apart from that um a difficult time on the trails yeah i i'm really afraid of water crossing i mean i'm I, I of course I respect different terrains like when you're in rattlesnake desert focus focus uh, you it really is hocus pocus focus you just I keep repeating this hocus pocus focus 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 uh, one every time you take your eyes I I I 
tell people and I practice uh, just keep your eyes on the ground when you're hiking on the desert. Uh, you need your eyes. If you need to look around, this kind of, I've always, you know, trained people this way. It's like, if you need to look around, stop. Don't try to be looking at things and walking at the same time, especially in the desert. Keep your eyes on the ground. The rattlesnakes are there. Uh, we're just passing through. They live there. So, you know, rattlesnakes can be can be really petrified. But I was really, I was not trem- petrified about that. Uh, grizzly bears also, you know, grizzlies are there. It's the same idea. Uh, listen, to, listen to sounds. Be aware. Be, be prepared for everything. But water, water crossings, water. Water in New Zealand also, the Tararoa, it was, it was not really wild life. But water crossings was pretty uh, intimidating, and that's kind of how I based on on the Canadian Rockies, the water crossings on top of, of course, the grizzlies and the wildlife. But I think for me, really, the water crossings, I I was really petrified in the Canadian Rockies. I I I, I truly thought I wasn't gonna survive inside some of those uh, rivers. And before that, I think one of the the, a moment that I, I panic. It was back in 2010 when I caught myself. In 2010, we didn't have gut hook. We didn't have really guy. We didn't have a lot of this new. I want to say new technology that we've been using and um, evolving so much. So I had. We all had really paper map and different like sources. All of us. I don't really remember anybody who was navigating with electronics. Uh, we didn't have that back in 2010, so we're all paper. And I remember in after record of snow, going by myself, trying to climb to Forester Pass, and everything it was just like I don't know 20 feet of snow on the ground by myself, no GPS, no nothing. I'm looking around and I didn't know which way to go, so I just kept walking, you know, looking at my map, and then. I was looking to see if I could see a trail or anything, but it's 2010. There was not a lot of people to begin with and to see if I could see any trail to see which mountain, which direction, which way was the path. And I couldn't tell. And I just sat over there in some rock and the same idea looking around and I, I could go back, but I knew I, I didn't want to go back and I couldn't go forward because I didn't know really which way to go. So I sat over there almost, not almost crying and I think one hour later or so, I saw things moving all the way down. I was half, not even halfway up going to Forrester, but by myself, nobody, nothing. And I see things moving all the way down. And there's a group of people who I knew. And uh, it was, and ended up being five people, uh, five or six people coming my way. And I saw them moving, moving, moving. And uh, from crying tears, you know, uh, petrified, not knowing what to do. Uh, they kept getting closer and closer and closer. And they were like, Brazil, what the heck? And I said, I'm so glad to see all of you. And they were like, come on, let's go. And we just, we we went up, all of us navigating. And it was a really cool, what do you call it, really cool experience because, you know, we really stayed together. Uh, and some people knew the trail. We we're hiking with two hikers who knew the Sierras, and they were our GPS. They were like, "We go this way, we go this way, we go this way." It was really different, really, really, really different. So that was a really intimidating. My Sierras in 2010, it was really, really, really intimidating. 
um, and they stayed with me. And I think after that uh, 2019 Great Divide is right there. So I would say 2010 PCT and 2019 Great Divide in many different levels. Uh, snow levels, a lot of rain, and the same idea. How do you navigate across, do a river crossing when you're by yourself? Um, you pray. <laughs> okay. And then you pray again. And then I like to pray my, you know, I'm not Catholic, but I grew up in the biggest country, the biggest Catholic country in the world. And I just say, in nome do Pai, do Filho, Espírito Santo. Amen. And you just kind of go. Um, no, it is, it, it was a really good learning experience. Uh, how do you do? Uh, it, you don't have a lot of options. You really don't. You either have to wait for, uh, if it's really high, you'd be really, you'd be stupid to try to put your physical body against water. Uh, I just don't. It, it is, that is, that's not the way. You can wait if it's glacial. You can wait until the morning. Most likely it will be a gigantic change. I saw that uh, in the Canadian Rockies and other places, the difference between uh, in the evening, if it's a glacial-fed stream, like a creek with a lot of power, is the Sierras also is kind of is the same idea. So it's a big difference between the water levels from the evening to the morning because, you know, it gets colder at, at night and a lot of the, uh, the melting flow stops a little more. It's really different. There was one river that the difference was most... I, I couldn't believe it was up to almost over two feet difference. Just two to three feet. Morning and night? Yes, between the evening after like a, a really sunny, sunny day that the glacier is really melting. And then it starts changing, changing, changing to the morning. It was insane. It was the difference. The difference would be between me crossing with water. I'm 5'7". Um, like I said, I'm 5'7". I'm not that tall, but I'm not that short. Uh, but I'm, and, 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 you know, with my weight and so forth. But the water be around my, let's just say, a little bit close to my butt. <laughs> and, um and all the way down to my knees, that, that's, that's a big difference, you know, that's really, really a big difference. And that certainly would be a difference between feeling somewhat safer about doing it versus feeling very uncertain about doing it. Yeah, you have to be really smart in so many different, different, um, it depends on the situation is if I, if I sit over here and, and try to give you, oh, this is what you do. That's, that's absolutely everything I, I'm saying is irrelevant. It is the moment. It is just getting to know and just learning a little bit. But the, a lot of times it's just stay where you are. Don't try stay where you are. Or if you have, you know, or come out with, with a different solution. Like, can we go upstream or downstream? Can you look for, can you just make sure where is the water? It's like, you got to learn how to read the rivers. You got to learn how to read so, so much. Um, like the islands, when you, the rivers are really, really wide, you can just go around and look for those islands. Perhaps you find and and that's what I did on the Great Divide. Uh, one of the rivers took me down, and it, 
that was the first time in my life that the river, I was just not drowning, but the, I was just going down this river, this powerful, powerful, the famous Smoky River um, to cross that because it was so high and completely my stupidity. Uh, I was one of the biggest mistakes I made on the Great Divide for the whole yo-yo. I think that my number one mistake was right there. I chose the wrong time. I was really cocky. I was macho. I was stupid. I was just like a whole a combination of senseless, senseless, what do you call, um, behavior. And that almost cut my life. And it was really scary. It was really late at night. It was almost 9 p.m. It was daylight, but I was freezing. It was raining. I just, you know, I crossed the river. I finally was able to get out of the river somehow. I don't remember because it was I was in panic, you know, and I got to the other side and I'm taking off my clothing. And I, the thing is, like, b- before before you cross a river, when I am not sure, nothing stays out of my backpack. My backpack is solid. So when I fell down the Smoky River, I didn't lose anything, nothing, 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 not even my poles. I was holding both of my poles. I somehow, the river was dragging me down with a lot of force and I was able to hold on to my pole. So I didn't lose my pose at all. Uh, and I was able to get out of there, out, out of the water. And, 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 but my backpack was perfect. I, like I said, I didn't lose anything. I always, before you cross a river like that, especially in the Sierras and many different levels or in New Zealand or in Canada, uh, if there's a big river crossing and you know, you, you know, you might find some problems, just make sure when you cross, you don't have anything hanging outside your pack. Everything is solid. It's, it, you know, try to make your pack be waterproof as much as you can because that will save your life. Like I have, you know, jumped in rivers before trying to get people out of water. So I know how it is both ways. And I've also uh, also here to unlatch. Yes, yes. Uh, I, and I was, and I was for sure. Um, in Appalachian Trail in Maine somewhere, it was a lady, she was certainly on her 60 plus with her husband and there were he there were crossing and she fell in the water it was only like knee high it wasn't that much water and she fell in her she she had seriously like a, a like a 50 pound backpack and she when she fell in the water she was so attached to that backpack and she just went down completely in maybe I don't know, two feet of water or even less. And I saw that and I just, I was taking a break on the other side and me and this other guy, we just ran into the water and we just helped her. We, the first thing we did, we just got her backpack, you know, out of, we, out of her body because she was so heavy. She couldn't do anything, you know, just picked her 50 pounds of gear plus wet. We're talking about hundred and something pounds. Forget it. You're going to lose. There's no way. So I've seen that happen for sure, for sure, for sure. I've seen that happen. I've helped 
And um, on that same point, she, one of her, at that time, one of her Crocs kept going down and she was like, my Crocs. And I said, don't worry, I'll go get it. (laughs) And I just went down and down and down and down. Finally, 10 minutes later, I I, I get her Crocs and she was like, who are you? And I said, here's your Crocs, ma'am. Have a great day hiking. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but I've seen, I've seen a lot of things happening uh, for sure. Yes. What's been your favorite moment or, or time on trail? Ah, uh, wow, well, there are so many. Um, it is, it wouldn't be almost fair to, to say, oh, this was my favorite moment. It's been so many, so, 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 so many. Um, but, you know, all around uh, the, the animals, the wildlife, I've been in contact that I've seen those moments are really uh, fascinating. I, I had really in 2019, I had awesome um, like contact with the wildlife. Uh, so those are fascinating. Uh, I started like with a Gila monster in the Arizona trail, which was the first <laughs> time I came across one, a Gila monster and then a gigantic, then this gigantic tarantula, which I'm like, I've never seen anything that big in my life. Uh, and then I went to the Canada and I ended up on the top of this mountain with this magnificent like Mount goat that he was so, it was a male. He was so, so beautiful. I just felt I was in a different like planet. Um, so wildlife has been really um, one of the things I'm really enjoying to, to see that, I had a really incredible uh, thing happen to me, which I was, I was on the top of this mountain uh, in, in the Canadian rocks. I was climbing to this pass and climbing, climbing, climbing. And it was a, a lot of water on top of this pass. And, and my phone is usually on my pants in my pocket. I keep my phone in my pocket. And so it, it stays warm and it, you know, I, so the battery doesn't, doesn't drain so fast. And I see this, 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 this bird flying towards me, seriously, like 20 feet high from my head. And I'm trying to catch my phone and I don't know what, 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 it, what it is, but it's so big and it's so big. It's just coming, just flying, just straight, straight at me. And I ended up being um, from the research and from looking at pictures and so forth, I believe it was a young golden eagle, which I've never oh, wow. seen a, a golden eagle before. I didn't even know. I thought it was a brown eagle, but it's called golden eagle. And I learned that on the um, here in Pittsburgh, actually, on when I did that Rachel Carson uh, loop trail. And it was a golden eagle. I finally uh, was able to come uh, into uh, like an outdoor um, uh, research kind of, you know, for kids and so forth. Uh, and they had a whole bunch of different, you know, what do you call it? Staffed animals, right? And they had this different eagles. And I knew for sure it was an eagle because it was so big and because I've seen plenty of eagles. And, and it was, and then they, they said the difference between a mature and a young, so the golden eagle. And that was so unique, really, really u- unique. Uh, like experiences like that with the wildlife uh, that I've been, uh, really coming across but you know all the all the the beauty of of 
of the, this planet and their, the glacial, the mountains, the, the lakes, uh, the glaciers also. Uh, Canada is full of glaciers and so majestic, so beautiful. It's, it would be really difficult to just like... Pick one. Yes, it would be, it would be really, I think... <laughs> The wild animal, the wild, the wild, the wildlife, it is one of my favorite things just to see that, to be there, to be in contact with that. Everything else is just beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you feel like we should? Um, Wow. Um, It is so much to talk about, isn't it? Yes, no, I, you know, I, I've, I've been listening to uh, some of your podcasts and it's, it's really, it's actually really great to see uh, females sharing, uh, you know, their um, perspective or how different it is from a male and a female to be a through hiker uh, with like, you know, with the, from different perspectives, like going to the bathroom and so forth. I think this, all this, those topics they have been you've already covered because you know from different podcasts and I think it's really it's really important also for for us to be aware of 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 respecting our trails and respecting our water sources and and because I've seen a lot of um disrespect really with trash on the trails and the difference between in 2018 when i when i did the pacific crest trail right on the first few days the amount of toilet paper and so forth that was there it, it was it was repulsive and it was really sad and it was really disrespectful of of us hikers just leaving like that amount of trash just trash right on the trail that's we can do better. I know that for sure. So, you know, things like that, I'm really enjoying seeing all of us coming together and, and truly promoting uh, clean trails. Let's just, let's just leave footprints and take pictures. I, I, I think this is really important. And I want to emphasize this, you know, much more. And I know people have, I know you have, I know many other people, uh, like in the same page and it's really good to be passing forward and educating people that we do need to respect our trails especially trash mother nature is renewable but only so much yeah and you know if you are on the trail and i'm behind you i really don't want to see your teepee i really don't <laughs> yeah and vice versa amen yeah <laughs> yeah that's for sure that is for sure um and then that that's that, that's where my point is. And, but every information is there. We have so much. We have so many people uh, new to this, to this scene, to the, to the sport, to the, to the through hiking, to the hiking, to being outside. And I, I think people like, you know, us, uh, we, we've been doing this for, we've been doing this longer. And we also, you know, we're, we, we're, we got to pass forward and and educating also because I've been educated uh, of you know you do this you don't do this because of this because of that and those are things that you know all of us we should learn and and and, and preserve and respect I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of just treating m- mother nature with respect definitely where can people find you if they have additional questions or they want to follow 
your your new journey um, this summer? I am. Let's see. Uh, I do have uh, 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 Instagram. Imagine that. Other than I don't blog, right? Uh, but I do. I have an Instagram, which is um, is Elaine Brazil Nuts, and I'm also on Facebook as Elaine Brazil Nuts. Uh, my last name is Bissano, B-I-S-S-O-N-H-O. Uh, but Elaine Brazona is is really is is there. Um, and like I said, I'm uh, building a new website, so it might be a little easier next week. <laughs> Let's Do you know see. what your website is going to be called? Do you know what your your name is going to be? Uh, perhaps I yeah I probably I want to keep around the same. I like I said I I've, I've I'm not there yet. Like I, I will know, I will know after after brunch after I eat a lot. <laughs> okay. okay. So this is going to be a spur of the moment decision. <laughs> Absolutely, I don't have anything in mind, but it, I, I'm certainly going to stick with my my name or so forth. It's going to be something relating to Elaine or Brazil now, but whatever it is, uh, is going to be is going to be linked into my uh, my bio on Facebook and on Instagram and also my bio on my Instagram and my Facebook, my, 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 not my website, my, my blog is there and it has like uh, a whole bunch of my trails from before and so forth. But I'm, I'm starting right there. And of course I, I have a, a podcast. I have like different podcasts and some podcasts in Portuguese, but I don't think that we really help uh, any American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there may be a few Americans who speak Portuguese, but I don't know many. That's for sure. And it, I mean, it is, it is a really difficult language, but uh, yeah. And it's like my sister, my sister always tells me every time I make a video or whatever in English, she cannot translate. Uh, she can only translate the, uh, the words that I write, but not the words. And a lot of times it's a joke and I'm pretending to be crying. And she, and she always sends me a message. What happened? What happened? Are you okay? I said, I wasn't crying. I was laughing. And she was like, I didn't know. So she, they can't translate. So it's kind of funny. And I try to remember that. Um, but yes, uh, podcast also, like I said, I, I, I like to talk. I don't like to write. Perfect. Then you should definitely do some sort of vlogging. <laughs> yes. See, like I said, um, um, my uh, my my website. I um, I'm going to dedicate some time, and I'm going to have some time before the next trail. And I want to, you know, it, you know, it's much easier to just keep adding things than just complete a trail and just trying to put all together. It, it just takes too much time, and I I don't have the time, or I, I it, it's just a little bit at a time, and I. It, that's why I think Instagram or Facebook is so easy because you can just keep posting a little bit at a time, uh, especially when you have uh, internet like Arizona Trail, PCT, any of those trails in U.S. You have, you know, access to Wi-Fi, but like a trail like in Canada, you, you really don't. So it's a little more difficult yeah. to keep up with, you know, the your 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 media, let's just say, but. Those are the, this is the things I have, like Facebook and, uh, and Instagram uh, and some other things, some podcasts um, in Portuguese and in English. And uh, my blog is linked, uh, is right on my bio. Okay, lady, you have a wonderful night. <laughs>
Show notes and links for Elaine's gear can be found on our website at hiking-through.com. Special thanks to Elaine for sharing her stories from the trails and Maya Wynn for the use of the song Try Again. If you have through hiking adventures to share, I'd love to hear them. Please email me at hikingthroughpodcast at gmail.com or you can also DM me on Instagram at hikingthroughpodcast. I would also love to hear it if you've got some really cool gear or tips for through hiking that, you know, haven't been mentioned yet as I am frantically prepping for the PCT and would love every piece of information I can get. In the meantime, I'll see you on the trail. <laughs>